Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Presented by AfterBuzz TV and hosted by Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman, this is X-Pac 12360. And now your host, WWE Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman. Welcome, everybody, to X-Pac 12360. I like the suspension there. Right? Yeah. Like how I did that? Yeah, you paused and I was like, oh, welcome to... (laughs) Dramatic pause. Yeah, this is our final show of the year, final show of the decade. You know, it always blows my mind how quick these things go by. Like, before I know it, we start the year, and then the next thing you know it, hey, we're on the last show. Mm -hmm. I feel like I remember last year's last show so vividly, and I'm like, how did that go by so fast? Yep. Well, I mean, as we get older... It seems even quicker than these. That's I know scary you hear that and, yeah. and all that. And and I'm sure for you, even now at yeah. your age, I mean you're not thirty yet. No. But like the perception of time has started to get quicker for you, right? It Since really you were a little has. kid, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like I remember being in middle school and thinking, Oh God, this year's never gonna mm-hmm. end. And now I remember planning my New Year's Eve celebrations last year, and I'm like, now I'm planning them again? Like, that's kind of really scary to me. Like, I'm running, I feel like I'm running out of time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. We started on a positive note there. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It's just the way it is. And so, like, it just makes me more grateful, and, like, uh, um, and and it also makes me try harder to be in the moment, you know? That's true. And and enjoy things and and be present right now and uh, and enjoy life instead of you know you know projecting into the future like you know you know or or just living in the past right and it's also you interesting know? how much can happen in a year like if you think about it you know January you know we were still sort of you know preparing for the road to WrestleMania mm-hmm. WrestleMania comes you're in the Hall of Fame and then a few months later and you're like oh like this yep. is happening again like it's That's crazy right. all of those things that happened in this one year yeah and so like since you mentioned the Hall of Fame uh, I was still um I still hadn't come down from the high of of this past year's Hall of Fame ceremony, and then I get a call. Hey, you going to the Hall of Fame again? <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. A lot of things happen, can happen in one year. Like, yeah. it makes you, like, more hopeful for the following year, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. The other day, I did Sam Roberts' show. How was that? It was fine. You know, I mean. Well, you guys are Sam, good friends. Sure. I don't know why I just brought that up. Because, <laughs> I mean, we just talked about a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Talked about last week. Oh, nice. Show, but, you know, Sam's been a good friend. He's a friend of the networks, too. This yes. is uh, Jeff, your producer in the booth. And he, uh, our CEO, Kevin Undergaro, is very close to Sam. So always nice to keep it in the family, Sean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he really is, man. Like, and like, I was one of Sam's first big interviews. Like, yeah. Before, when he was still like a producer of the Opie and Anthony show. And he okay. really hadn't. 
he really hadn't really made the name for himself yet. And so I'm I'm proud of that. That's I've been really a Sam cool. Roberts fan before just about anybody. You get to see the growth from like yeah. where he started to like where he is now, et cetera. Yeah. And Kevin too, right? And like like you were just saying, Jeff, Kevin, you know, Undergo, uh, separately. Um uh was big fans of Sam. So when Kevin and I uh connect and then we have all of that in common, it's just pretty cool. It's really cool. It makes the world feel pretty small when that yeah. stuff happens, which is uh, always good. Yeah. So Denise, what are we going to talk about? All today? right. Well, obviously, we started talking about all the things that happened in a year. Well, there was so much that happened in the world of wrestling. And literally, as I was driving over here, like all these things just like kept popping up into my head. I was like, wait, this happened. That happened. We need to talk about this on the show. So let's go ahead and kind of start off talking about some important wrestling moments that happened this year. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with uh, no particular order. Uh, you know, this year we had the first ever women's main event at Wrestle. Yeah. And that was very historic. And yep. not only the fact that it wasn't just because they were women. No, they were the hottest thing on the show. So let's kind of dive into that. And, you know, maybe something, I don't know, did you ever think you'd see the day? Well, I did starting the night of WrestleMania. The previous one? Previous one. You know, when when Ronda and, and, uh, and, and Kurt Angle... Yeah, had their yep. match with Stefan and Hunter. New Orleans, right? Yeah, yeah. that's New Orleans. Yeah. So after that, I, in my mind, and I even told Ronda Rousey the next day, like you're going to be in WrestleMania, you're going to be in the main event of WrestleMania next year. I just knew it in my in my mind. Like I could just see it all coming to, together. And it's easy to say that, like after it all, you know, after it all happens. Oh, I saw it coming. And I called it, and I'm probably not the only one. Right. It just seemed like. That was the natural progression of things. And it's so crazy because during that point in time, I'm sure you didn't expect to see Becky. You might have expected Charlotte, but you didn't expect Becky Lynch as well. Right. You know, and to kind of sort of see that all culminate into this year. Yeah. Like, it's pretty pretty intense how that all and, happened. And just to watch, like, how they adjusted creatively, you know, to accommodate that, you know, Becky coming in prominence and, and you know, uh, becoming so hot so quick and kind of throwing a little monkey wrench into the long-term plans for that, right? Right. Like, and it was, I thought they did a really good job of adjusting. Like she made, an, like whatever their plans were, because of her, they had to change those yeah. things clearly. And I mean, yeah. obviously we don't know what the original plans were, but yeah. it's safe to say that maybe nobody saw her coming yeah. in that sense, you know? But I think one of the cool things about all of this, though, is that people were genuinely interested to see what, I mean, everybody obviously had their money on Becky, you know, expecting, to her, expecting her to have her big WrestleMania moment. Yeah. But I'm sure there were some people that probably thought, well, maybe they could go with Ronda Rousey. Or, you know, surprise us all and go with Charlotte. So I think that I remember that day where people were, you know, really talking about who their picks were, who they thought. But then, oh, they had a, they, people were second guessing who might win this, you know. See, I didn't make a pick. I just, like, I could, I could see a case for any of them winning that. And see, that's the good thing that yeah. it made you have a case for everybody because not every yeah. match has that. And that was one of the things that we're that on Fightful last night we were talking about on Raw. That was one of the things that we were talking about during the Gauntlet match, mm -hmm. where I was like, you need to have contenders, wrestlers that you actually think have a shot at winning this, whatever it is, whether it's a tournament, a main event, et cetera. Like you want to believe that this person has a shot, even if they're not your pick. Well, you kind of, I mean, it's it's really important, 
really important. I mean, also, you know, what's the... I, I don't know, it makes the match mean a whole hell of a lot less when you don't have that. So, I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, there you go. So, that happened there with that. Yeah. That was iconic. I think that people, that's definitely a moment that, you know, they were able to have and, you know, appreciate. So, one of the other things that I was thinking about, obviously, was the move for SmackDown to Fox and NXT on the USA Network. So, let's talk about, let's start off with NXT on the USA Network. You know, how do you think that has all gone in terms of, like, you know, the success, the storylines, the whole thing, and, you know, just what it meant, what it means for the business and what it means for those guys in NXT to, you know, be now on the USA Network? Mm. Well, I mean, as far as, like, what it means, like, it's not really for me to say what it means to another individual. Like, we kind of, you know... um, each person kind of like things mean something different to different people, you know? Um, and like, you know, like we were talking about, uh, I don't know, in the last week or two, I can't remember which show it was, but it was in the last few weeks, uh, how, you know, the, the actually like the demographic of the NXT roster is quite diverse, not just, you know, like ethnically or, or, you know, gender wise or anything like that, but just like age wise and experience levels. So, yeah, some people, like, are, like, it mean like, because of that, it can mean different things to different people, right? Like, I mean, it's... What about from a business perspective, like, a standard, like, as a fan, like, how this changes, like, you know, wrestling, where you're like, oh, you know, you not only have Raw and SmackDown, you know, now you have NXT, too, and sort of seeing it, you know, because we saw this big shift from it going from a developmental brand to it being on par, you know, we saw the whole Survivor Series and all yeah. of that with it actually being on par with Raw and SmackDown in terms of how it's seen because mm-hmm. it sh- should no longer be seen as a developmental brand. Yeah, and and I gotta take my hat off to them when it comes to how they did that because like, in the past, say like Survivor Series or or things like that, um, you know the perceived uh, top brand like you know the the big show is. Raw, right? And then SmackDown was on Tuesday and it wasn't. So, like, I remember a couple, like, last year, year before, um, like, SmackDown brand got their ass handed to them, right? Like, they it did, just made them look like like nothing. And then have to go and pick up the pieces the next week and, like, try to build all their stars back up on TV. Um, so, that didn't really happen. Like, it, it was actually the opposite, right? Yeah, it Building was. The, you know, uh, introducing NXT roster. To the greater, you know, universe that might not have been familiar with them. So I think they did a great job on that. And the lead up to that, you know, where they had, you know, the NXT stars on SmackDown, which was, you know, probably like I don't recall people raving about a SmackDown like that one this whole entire year. So, like, I feel like that says a lot. But are we talking about when they had the the transportation issues? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think it was the November. Oh, they're Saudi. They can get back from Saudi, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the November 1st uh, Mm -hmm. SmackDown. Yeah, when they just had to throw something together and fly in the guy, you know. And the, it ended up working it was really, extremely it was great. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, like, in terms, like, this to me, it was a big deal because, you know, NXT, yeah, people were raving about it, but now it's on the same plane. Yeah, right. Smackdown. And it was like, you know, it, it was kind of like the cool kids had the secret, like. The underground club, yeah. yeah. Like the punk, like kind of a punk. Punk rock vibe, vibe yeah. Yeah. 
No, then that's that's the thing. And like now the fact that they have this going, you know, it's just, you know, it's good for everybody. You know, we've talked about it. We talked about it with Damien Priest, yeah. et cetera. You know, we've talked about it nonstop here. And we'll talk more about it later, actually. But now let's go ahead and sort of talk about SmackDown on Fox because this was a big deal because, as we know, Fox is a big, big network. And for them to sort of, you know, make that move there and, you know, sort of be, you know, there's always been, you know, they're – it, it was more of a mainstream move, and then to be more associated with, you know, sports, uh, I thought that was a big impact yeah. and a big change for WWE, but what were yeah. your thoughts on that? I'm just, I'm really impressed, because in the past, like the, you know, the networks that uh, um, that have partnered with various, you know, wrestling promotions um, have gone nearly as all in as Fox has with WWE in this, as far as getting behind them and promoting them and, you know, promoting them on their other shows, on football, on baseball, all of it. So, um, you know, it's really hard for anyone to blame Fox if things don't go right in this. Like, ah, the network really wasn't supporting us. Like, they've done a great job. Excellent job. They've been everywhere, you know, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? My fiance is big on sports and he's mm-hmm. always watching the games. And it's always very, like, astonishing to me where, you know, I'll be casually watching and then, bam, I'll hear the promotion for SmackDown. And I'm like, right. that is so, you know, it's not something that we're used to seeing, I think. And, you know, having them go, having, those, having the, the guys go to the shows and, you know, them being talked about, you know, on commentary, which I thought was pretty cool. But one of the things that I remember talking about this heavily with everybody uh, uh, during the the, yeah. the the blue carpet that they did was the fact that they were being seen on a different playing field. And one of the things that is really cool, too, is that the women were being, you know, Becky Lynch was one of the faces that Charlotte was one of the ones that was doing all the promotional stuff. So it seems like they were going like it was a big change overall, not just like it was a big change overall. Yeah. All right. Uh, and now, obviously, we have to talk about this because the biggest one of the biggest things that happened in wrestling was AEW no. coming to get coming and, you know, basically putting their show on and the Wednesday Night Wars with AEW and NXT. So in terms of that, like, how do you think that changed the, to this year in wrestling? Hmm. I mean, besides the obvious, I don't know. I, I mean, the obvious, the uh well, I mean, competition. Shit. I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm sitting here like we're like speechless. Like it's just I, I don't want to say something and just the same old shit. Like everyone says, oh, it's just great. Everyone, you know, making more money. Blah blah blah. Obviously, obviously. Um, I like. I guess I'm gonna talk about what it's done for the overall product because I mean, it's look at these shows NXT is putting out because of that. You know, like it's, I don't know. Every week I, t- I turn NXT on. It's, it's so good. Even if there's a couple things here and there that, that aren't, you know, complete home runs, they're still good. Um, I don't know. I, I wish I had a better, like a better insight on, on, on that, on, on what you just asked me. Just it's just the obvious. It's well, just, it's interesting. It's like, great. Everyone making more money, yeah. you know. Uh, more leverage for talent. I don't know. You know, 
Or what about the fans like weighing in and having this big emphasis on like weekly ratings? Like everyone's yeah. like stoked to see like what the ratings are, and maybe that has you know inspired some sort of spark you know within the wrestling fan community as well. You know to you know be checking up on these shows and see what they're doing. You know it adds you know that human interest to it. Oh sure, yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. But those were just some yeah, of the big things that happened that happened in wrestling. And I just thought, hey, yeah. 2019, all of these things happen, and I'm sure there's still a lot more that I didn't even mm. mention, or like little things, even with some of the outsider companies as well. Which you know, it's pretty interesting to to me. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and jump into because this morning you were talking to me about the NXT Year End Awards. Hey, so. Do you not want to talk about, like, Marty Skrull and all oh, that? okay, you want to do that first? Let's yeah. do that first. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into the news then. And then Sorry. we'll talk about... The- no, it's okay. We'll then talk about the NXT year-end awards. Because but- I thought that was interesting and you ran... Like, I wasn't familiar with... The Marty Skrull thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so let's go ahead and... So, Marty Skrull appeared on NWA's Into the, Into the Fire pay-per-view and basically confronted Nick Aldis at, after he had had a match with uh, James Storm, I believe. Yeah. And so, as we know, his contract expired November 30 with Ring of Honor. And everybody was like, oh, is Marty going to go with AEW? All his friends are there. Or is he going to, you know, do something different and go to WWE? Maybe go on NXT or something or whatever. You know, yep. so people were asking themselves these questions, but then it sort of was a swerve surprise for him to appear on NWA, who has been getting, you know, uh, you know, people have been saying a lot of good things about power and the product that they have been putting out. Yeah. So for him to show up there was kind of, I think, unexpected. But Sean, I kind of want to talk about these things because right now it seems that people. It seems that people thought, hey, it's either AEW or WWE. Yes. But it seems to me like he might be going a different direction and maybe taking the direction of going towards the indies. Yeah. Because what I saw it as and how I pitched it to you this morning was, hey, WWE, AEW are going to be there regardless. Yep. This is a time and opportunity to take basically for him to make more money. Yes. What are your thoughts so, on that? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Like all the marquee indie talent either has uh, been gobbled up by one of the two, or, you know, for the most part, one of the two companies. I mean, you know, there's some in the MLW that are, that are, are good gets talent wise, obviously, and, and, and impact. Um, uh, but so the, just, a short, you know, few months ago, you know, last year, like there was a much greater availability for good talent, right? Right. Ex- established talent on on indies, and it's just not there right now. I mean, it's all like, you know, all the names that I I think of have been taken up, taken up, you know, and uh, and so there's a demand there, and the and the and these. These promotions still exist. I mean, they still. Um, I think there's still that 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 demand for that product, still and so it's really smart. Money. Yeah, I think it's actually smart of of, of Marty. Right, and like yeah. granted, he hasn't made like any official. Hey, I'm, yeah. you know, we know he's a free agent, but the way I see it, I'm like, dude, like go make your money. Yes. Like that's needed right now. And he can do that like on a nightly basis. And stay a free agent to where he can sign with anyone and show up anywhere just like that. Right. 
and make an actual impact That's because right. if you know if he doesn't show up right away to AEW or he were to if he were to show up right away to AEW it'd kind of be like oh well you know I expected that they're friends etc they have a history yeah. You know, if he were to show up to WWE, people are like, oh, okay, that's also interesting. But yeah. I think if time goes by, it'll be, you know, sort of, uh, you know, impactful with whatever decision yeah. that he decides to make. And Marty really and it, it truly is one of the very top talents out there right now. And he's unique. He, he's been unique, actually. Yes. We had him on yeah. the show like over a year ago. And the way he talked about how he came up with his character development was just... Yeah. You know, extraordinary. So that's what's going on with Marty Skrull. And one of the things I also want to talk to you about, because you mentioned it on Twitter, and we've also had this person as a guest before. It's PCO, who is now the new Ring of Honor champion. Um, What are your thoughts on that? I don't really follow ROH, Mm -hmm. um, except for what I see, you know, on Twitter, online. Um, But I... I'm aware that that Carl has been performing at an incredibly high level ever since he came back on the scene. Um, doesn't really surprise me, actually. I, when it comes to him, like he's always been incredibly uh, durable and resilient, and and some of the bumps I've see, I've seen him take. Like I remember one time he worked with Bret Hart when he was the pirate, not Bret, but when right, right. Carl was the pirate, right. um, and. Uh, he did like a Topicon Hero and had Brett just move out of the way and he just fucking ate shit right on the, you know, like spam. Like, just things like that. He had no problem doing. Like, I've seen him do, do similar stuff. things like that recently. Yeah. You know? Um, but uh, like, I'm so happy for him. And he obviously you know, has more pressure going into yeah. this because people aren't going to be just nice about things yeah. nowadays. You know, they're going to hold him to either – some people obviously are going to hold him to a different standard, but some people are going to hold him to the standard that everybody else is being yeah. held to. You know, but it seems like uh, – I know the events that I saw him, people were freaking out in the audience. I'm sitting there and I'm watching grown men going, oh, my God, like, did yeah. he just do this? And that's – in that sense, I feel he brought something different because every time he does something, it's so crazy, it's so powerful, it's impactful, it makes you just go, oh, yeah. my God. And I feel like, you know, we haven't gotten a lot of that when you're watching, you know, somebody, you yeah. know, you're impressed, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he made people just freak out about what yeah. he was doing, at least for the shows that and I've And he put in a life. lot of work in developing that character, you know, him and his manager, like they call it uh, Destro, mm-hmm. I think. And... Uh, just all of that, all of that character work uh, that went into this, and uh, and just really, really cool to see that for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, 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 you know, some people know like there was a history, the click, and and Carl, but like, you know, um, that's that was a long time ago, and I'm really happy for the guy. It's inspiring, I think. Yeah. You know, especially I'm sure other guys are also inspired by seeing this, you know, reinvention of himself. All right. So as we mentioned, we were going to talk about the NXT year end award. So can you kind of tell me a little bit or tell everybody here, you know, kind of about them and how you you were voting and all of that stuff. And then we'll just and then we'll go into each one of them one by one. um, Just that we uh, like. um, Like Hall of Famers are being included in the voting with uh with the with the WWE universe this year. 
So you got to so you got to vote for your favorites. Okay, that's pretty cool. All right, so let's go ahead and kind of break them down. So um, for takeover of the year, your selection was Cardiff. Cardiff. So tell us a little bit about why you chose Cardiff for takeover of the year because there are so many great ones. So what was it about that one? one? Was just that like you remember when the ring broke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like like it was it was that show and Mm -hmm. every and even that match like. Like every match was just excellent on that show. Like, and you say that about all the, you know, I talk about this all the time whenever discussing takeovers, whether it's like on my Twitter or here, you know, like on the show. Um, like they just, they always do an amazing job of either topping or at least following the the previous takeover, and uh, and this was just one of the like. Um, the matches they built, they were each match was excellent, and it just built until like the until the Walter and, and Tyler Bate match, which is just I have I had no problem voting for that. Like I know we haven't gotten there right. yet, but like well, we'll anyways. just get there. That was yeah. your match of Absolutely. the year, the whole year. year. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Bate and Walter, and that's saying a lot because yeah. oh my god, the women's war games, all kinds of great stuff. There was so there was much that ton- happened. Like I even said that, like I told, like uh, you know, Hunter and Sean and everybody. I'm like, man, I'm taking this really serious, and these are really tough decisions to make as far as you know, uh, choosing a winner. For Did it take categories. you long to pick? A long time. Yeah, I don't really think think hard. But see, that's that. If you know you're if you're a Tyler Babe, you're Walter, and you're hearing this, yeah. and for you know for you to say like, hey, he took a long time, and at the end, he picked me that yeah. I was part of this. So, what was it specifically about this match that made you, or these two guys that made you I, stick I, out and, for you? I, um, the, I, it was just one. It was just a classic, you know. Um, uh, it was really innovative stuff. It wasn't just a bunch of, you know, we have all these we have all these routines that we do with each other in matches, and it's all stuff we've seen before, and going in and out of it in the same ways. And it was just, it wasn't a lot of that in this match. It was just really fresh, uh, fresh stuff, and and hard hitting, and just. You know, um, it just looked like they were just fucking killing each other. Um, and just Tyler, you know, Tyler Bate just, man, I, He's I, a star. huge, huge fan. I, I have since he was a kid. I mean, he's still kind of a kid, like compared to us, but like, I, I mean, since he was in his teens, I've just, I've been a huge fan of his. So, so I got to ask, you know, obviously been in the wrestling business for so long. Do you, is it hard to be impressed by what you're seeing or is it hard for certain guys to or certain matches to impress you or do you feel like you're more open towards that? Like how do you like like do you like when you're watching and because you know it so well, like what what are your what's your thought process when you're seeing certain guys do something? I don't know. I don't really have a thought process. I just go in I try to go into it pretty like, you know, my, I try to make my mind a blank. Like you you're know, not like nitpicking it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that way I can receive all, like everything they're doing, you know, without immediately going, oh, they fucked that up or they did that, you know, like I just try to, um, to enjoy it. Right. You know, uh, I think we can still, 
uh, critique and and analyze and all that without you know. Some, I mean, some people they just fucking ruin it. Like you can be a fan yes. and still give your appropriate analysis. Yes. You know, and not have to have people trash you because I feel like that's a thing nowadays yeah. where you say, I'm a fan of oh, this. Naughty, oh, no selling. No, they're not doing that. It's, it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes just enjoy it for what yeah. it is. All right, so Tyler Bate, Walter from the Cardiff Show, what's your match of the year? So now let's go into rivalry of the year. Um, what was your pick? Uh, for me, it was Cole and Gargano. So I'm I I'm gonna ask you just for the sake of people knowing, but I know exactly why that was you know rivalry of the year. But for you, like, what was the reasoning behind it? I mean, obviously, but you know, just for the viewers' perspective to get this, it was just it was the execution. It was I mean, it was well written, and they executed everything. Uh, you know, and both guys did a, a really good job um, verbally. The matches were amazing. I, I don't know what else to say. Well, I think the cool thing is about this one particularly is that, you know, there's so many guys that we've seen, you know, have match after match after match. And, you know, sometimes eventually the interest is lost. But with these two guys, they had so many matches where each and every single one of them, you were like, oh, it, it can't top the last one because the last one was the best thing I ever saw. Yeah. And then the next one, you're like, okay, well, that was the best thing I ever saw. And the fact that they were still able to keep the people right. at the edge of their seats, you know, yeah. really falling for everything that they did. And it's just, they always took it to a different level. Yeah. You know? That's right. All right. Uh, best tag team of the year. UE. And for you, what was it about them that made you pick them? Uh, I mean, obviously they're excellent in the ring, but it's just their book's really strong. I yeah. mean, just be honest with you. I mean, it's just... It's kind of hard not to choose. It's either them or the profits. That's true. You know, um, it was tough because I was I was on the, I was on the. You know, I could have gone either way with that because good case could be made for street profits. Oh yeah, excellent case. All right, and yeah, this one, just, like I said, they just they were booked strong as fuck. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that helps, that helps. Yeah. So this next one, I was actually pretty, uh, actually your next few answers, I was pretty surprised at, I'll be honest with you. But let's go ahead and start off with a Breakout Star of the Year, your pick was? Keith Lee. So, Keith Lee, there's obviously, like, it's, there's tough so because, much talent in NXT, okay, yeah. I, it was tough because, and my boys are, are Riddle and, and Damian Priest, and you could talk about any of those guys, it's just... Most recently, Keith has made like, you know, a huge impact when he was given the opportunity. So it's just hard for me to pick anybody else. And it only feels recent because, you know, he did have an injury back in March yeah. of this year. And then, you know, he sort of came in and was part of the, you know, the the takeover, the invasion yeah. and all of that. And it was really feels like it's a recent yes. sh- light that's been shined on him, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, okay. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about future star of the year. Your pick? Am I Zaya? Zaya. Yeah. So I think it's hard to, you know, sort of like look forward the future and say like this person's going to be a star. I I thought your answer was going to be Matt Riddle, to be honest, for this one. He's already like, a star. But but like in terms of like he's getting not that even next in level, the, he's not even in that. Pick, you can't oh, even pick oh, him okay. in the category. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, okay. no, there's cho- like there's people oh, to choose from. Okay, okay. So what was it particularly about her? I just I. 
She had zero experience. I don't even know if she ever watched wrestling before they recruited her. And she's really good. She has a really good handle on this mentally on what to do in there. Uh, uh, when when she's like making her comeback, the, her fire she shows, and, and other people that have been in wrestling for way longer than her, like some of y'all need to look at her. When when she's making her comeback, she fucking blows so many of y'all away. It's not even fucking funny. You know, uh, the way like she knocks somebody down and instead of just standing there waiting for them to get back up, she's like, come on. And like she's into it. And it just doesn't look like choreographed. Stuff. It just it pulls you in. Yes. Yes. And her technique is excellent. All right, and I guess speaking of technique for this one, this is a good pick. And her Twitter feed is really good, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, I should look into that. Okay. Uh, Female Superstar of the Year. Female Star of the Year. Ooh, tough. That's tough. That's really tough. And Just based on performance, I had to go with EO. But it was tough for me not to pick Shayna. I know. I think I was expecting you to pick Shayna. Because she's my favorite. Yeah. She's my favorite. And overall, like, she's, it's just, if I'm to be honest, like, like, man, nobody fucking could touch EO. Right? Like, just my opinion. Well, it seems, and then she's one of those people that can have a great match with any style, yes. any person that she's working in the ring yeah. with, and whatever their style is, she can pull out, you know, a great match yeah. out of that person, you know? And there's something and about it she almost does. is, almost... Um, just like Kari Sane before her in NXT. Right. It's real, like, to me, like, they're really similar. I feel like everything she does is, like, super clean. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it seems like whatever she does in the ring is, like, super clean and crisp. No matter how fast she's moving, she does everything the way it's supposed to be done. And everything is done with purpose. Everything I see her do. So, uh, and I'm just so impressed with her. All right, and male star of the year. Mm, Champa. And for you, what was that? Um, part of it, obviously, is he's booked in that position, and he—I mean, he—he's done every like he's done all the work. He. he He's worked on his body, his his look, his his um, his mic skills. You know, um, you know every match he's in. Uh, he just comes up as the as the top guy of NXT to me. You know, like it seems like they've kind of put him in that position, and he's risen to the occasion. And like I, I, I have no problem looking at him as that. I feel like he's one of those guys that no matter who's in the ring with him, just by being in the ring with him, he elevates that person. You know, mm-hmm. that's how I feel when I see Tomasa Ciampa versus pretty much anyone where I'm like, okay, you're in the ring with Tomasa Ciampa. Like for me, it just makes me take you much more seriously and the match more seriously because yeah. he just brings that attitude and that vibe yeah. to everything that he does. Yeah. And, you know, the old Tommaso Ciampa, I, I heard the name before, and I'd I'd seen around, but was I don't think he, I don't think he would take exception to hearing me say this, but it was kind of forgettable. I I didn't even think like when when I heard the name, I couldn't put a face to it. 
mind you, he looks way different now, right, too. Right, right, right. And that's all part of this. Like, I think he real there he is. I think he realized, you know, some I have to <laughs> something has to change. You know, like he it was just just fine. Is it a a great a great part of of any show, but like wasn't a standout, right? Right. Yeah, I'm a casual wrestling fan, you guys know. And when you look at this photo I have pulled up, there's nothing really distinguishing exactly. about previous Champa that would compare to now. There's such more of an identity with what he's made yeah. this year, I think. Yeah, he's cultivated this image and this persona that is just, I mean, it's catapulted him. Right. Good for him, man. I'm so happy for him. All right. And our last one, which was overall star of the year. And for you, that was... Did I pick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just didn't want to give your answers for yeah, you. You're, leaving, you're no. putting me out of fucking. Io Shirai. You're hanging me out to dry here on several things. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Io Shirai for yeah. you. Yeah. That's just. I don't know. Like, that was. It, it could it could have been her. It could have been Chapa. It could have been Shane. I don't know. I just had to kind of give her the edge. Right. Because mm. there's just too many people to pick from. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's kind of no wrong answer mm. for this one. I don't. Well, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, else they wouldn't have been included in the category to choose from. Right. So. All right. Well, there you go. Those were your NXT year end awards. Yeah. I'm sure everybody else has, you know, you know, I, I feel like everybody's everybody's take on this will be pretty fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they don't get hot. About me talking about this other show, I just but, got this. But why though? Like, I feel like everyone's yeah. allowed to have an opinion. Like, you're a fan, yeah. have an opinion. I just don't know if they've um, announced the award categories or anything yet. Have they? I don't think so. Oh, oh, oh! I see what you mean now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, when maybe, I, you told I, I, me about maybe it, I got too far ahead of it. But oh well, well, I mean, it's categories that are expected. Yeah. They're like yeah. every year end award is sort of going to have these similar categories <laughs> so you can go up and decide for yourself. Hmm. I love it when I think I turned my phone off but I really didn't. Huh. Sorry. Okay. Oh, fuck it. Whatever. What are we... Okay, what's That's next? our show. That's oh, what we've it? got. That's oh, what shit. we've got. We went through it. We actually did like a lot of, you know, talking about different things. Um, is there... Uh, do you have any picks for next year in terms of just not like not specifically just for NXT? Anybody that you want to see highlighted more next year? Oh, I just I not that not that I it's not what I want. It's just ob- observing things and 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 you know this is a, 2020 is going to be uh, Rhea Ripley's year. That's a good pick. Yeah. Oh, it's, boy, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Yeah. Fuck. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of their years. Riddle, Priest, Rhea, Shayna. They're all going to fucking kick ass. All of them. Keith. Um, fuck, I'm, I, I, this, well, no, I'm, I'm missing, you know, yeah. I'm leaving people out here. That, uh, just, I mean, it's, I'm just really, really big on, on NXT right now. What an incredible roster. Well, especially with the platform now on USA yeah. Network, I think it's going to be clear for all of, all of us to see that and, you know, sort of, you know, see what, what they've been doing. So it's pretty, it's pretty exciting, I think, for 2020, especially because there's still people that we haven't really seen, you know, we've heard of, we've, but, you know, once they get that focus on there, it'll, mm-hmm. you know, be even more exciting. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I guess that's the show for this week. Appreciate everybody tuning in. See you next week right here after Buzz TV Studios. Kevin Undergaro, Sean Waltman, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, thank you for tuning in to X-Pac 12360.